0: We're live. Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Neutral Podcast. I'm your host, David, and I will be talking about the Euros today. (laughs) I know you guys missed. I know you missed that. I know you missed the football segment, but I just had to double into like the last episode I I dropped was um, entertainment based. It has to do with the music industry, and that's those things where it's probably a new series that you probably have to get used to because it has been in my head and it works for some time, and um, I just decided to. Start like I said earlier this year. I moved the direction of this podcast, I moved it towards um, I moved it away from just football and towards a, a more diverse towards a, a place of more diverse topics. So, I i i ran my way in a way where okay, Mondays maybe on Mondays I'm going to be doing a lot more um topics other than football. Then maybe by Wednesdays, like this morning, I will be doing things that are more football centric or most of the time, I, I but, anyways. Let's jump into this episode. Talking about the Euros today. The Euros started on Friday, and I've been have been itching to talk about it for a long time now. For not a long time now, though. For some days now, I've been itching to talk about it. Because it has really been an interesting Euros. So far, and I hope it gets more interesting. Match Day 1 just got, got concluded yesterday. The last game being France versus Germany. Um, a very mixed game. A game of offsides. I saw a wonder goal yesterday night. Not, not really a wonder goal though, but like you know, a fantastic goal from Mbappe. Um, out for offside, goal by Benzema, real for offside, and we saw memes flying around. Let me remind you, there's a bit of history behind Benzema between Ben sorry, between Benzema and Olivier Giroud. And Benzema starting up front ahead of Giroud. And when Benzema made some comments years ago that you can't compare a Fiat, a Fiat and a I forgot the other car I use, a, a Bugatti or something like that, or a Ferrari, and then. Jiru uh, was asked you know what, what will happen then Benzema says we're gonna go kart racing as a joke uh, you know, after the competition which was obviously a joke now Benzema starts and Benzema scores people were like oh you know offside were like, and the jokes were like Jiru um, was the one in the VR room I mean yesterday night I, I think Germany they played out the offside trap by Germany was really really good Germany played really well I, I I'm quite I won't say they played really well but no I'll tell you what Germany was lacking. They were lacking a natural, naturally minded defensive midfielder, and a proper number nine. Germany, they were lacking those two, especially for the goal. You know, some of the to be able to sniff out those chances. It, maybe they had, they wouldn't have considered that goal probably if they had a DM who could see. Because they had two creative minded guys. They played in midfield. They played um, um, Gundogan and um, oh jeez, trying to remember that. and Cruz. You know, so obviously there's always going to be there's there's Two creative minds, but there's no natural divine, so they were always gonna struggle with that. And Kimi, I think Kimmich played right back yesterday. If I but anyways, let's start with the first day before we talk about it so the first day. um Hungary versus no Turkey playing against them, um, Italy. To be honest with you, going to this tournament, I always peeped, I put Turkey as my dark horse. Um, I really had high hopes for them. You know, Barack Yumas. I really have high. I still have high. No. Prior to that game, I had really high hopes for Turkey because of Burakiyuma's, you know, winning the Golden Boot in France, Lil, Lil winning Ligon, um Soyuncu at Leicester, you know, Demirala at Juventus, Chelly at Lil, um Um Yacuchlo at um, West Brom. Although West Brom went down, but at least you know West Brom they really no, they didn't pull up a fight though, but he, he put up some good performances. He was on loan at West Brom, Yakushlo, you know, um Loglu at AC Milan, they challenged for the title to annex before they, they, fell, they fell away around February or January um, who else again? Um, Cengiz under, but Cengiz under, I think injuries and maybe form and selection problems at Leicester do a bit but you know Turkey, they really did look good and I watched a bit of their games in qualifiers and some friendlies prior to the tournament and to be honest with you, I, I I really had high hopes for Turkey. So the way Italy put them up, put them to the sword, you know, it was it was really really surprising. I'm not going to lie. You know, I watched I watched the entire festival and it was it wasn't end to end. It was just one sided. And you, and you had Bonucci and Chiellini at the back. They just had almost nothing to do all night. They just put Yomas in their back pocket, and they didn't really stress themselves. And Italy win three 0 well, it hurt me so much because um, Soyuncu is in my FPL. Sorry, my fantasy league. I'm so used to the Premier League one. Soyuncu is in my fantasy league and he didn't keep a clean sheet. <laughs> unfortunately. And it, it hurts me though. Anyways, I because I wanted talking to, okay, to probably sneak a one-goal win or something. Sneak a goal, a win or something. And that was quite interesting. But on Saturday, um, something really happened that really shook football. I'll say the last time, the last time something like this happened on a big stage like that, with somebody going down of my re- of recent memory for me, I would say it happened something where somebody fell on the pitch. Fabrice Mwamba in twenty was it twenty ten or no? I think it was 2010, 2010 or twenty eleven, in an FA Cup game between Bolton Wanderers and Tottenham Hotspots, and um, Fabrice Mwamba went down on the pitch, his heart heart issues, and he went out. And then the game had to be stopped. The game had to be stopped at the time and you know Fabrice Mwamba after the whole thing he had to retire from football unfortunately he had to retire from football and then I saw that with Ericsson and you, you know what was crazy? The crazy thing was that it was a throw right because I, I was watching the game live it was a throw and the ball was thrown at Ericsson. then you know Eriksen he just fell on the floor he headed the. It was like he chested or held the ball back. Fell on the floor and you know, touched the floor. Personally, I was thinking, oh, what's the issue? Maybe it's an injury or something. I didn't know what was going on. Then I was on the ground. He was lying on the floor. I was like, what's happening? This is taking longer than normal. What's going on here? The next thing, they, the teammates had to call medics and, and Simon care the captain, obviously in Ericsson's, Ericsson's friend, you know, was the first to his actions at first or as a first responder. You know, helped Ericson to stay alive before the medics rushed rushed in, and you know, they, and because of that, they, I I think I I took it as a joke CPR right CPR you know that probably say I don't know CPR as a joke you know probably I'm never gonna need it but you know you never know when you're gonna need to have that knowledge I, because there's some things that we all know as humans and could be valuable to the next person and after that incident happened we, we know of Simon Kia's actions we we'll probably have to take CPR seriously knowing how to. Administer um to, uh, to 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 do knowing how to um, do CPR, knowing CPR, knowing how to administer it to somebody, knowing how to is it what? administer <sighs> the word? administer? Anyways, knowing how to do CPR, I think like, let's just leave the whole semantics alone. But I so while he was on the floor, yes, the camera the camera was still. I was honestly I didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't know what was going on. Then the next thing, the teammates around they formed a the ring, and then they were crying. You know, then the camera was still on, and everybody's angry at BBC that oh, the BBC, the cameras are on. Why they still they should go? They should have gone to the studio. Fair enough, they should have gone to the studio and respected the the victim, respected the the victim because his girlfriend was on the page crying. Should have respected them. But you know, at the end of the day, most I don't really trust the, the press that much, so I'm not, I don't really expect anything more out of them. That's why when I see them trying to in quotes hold politicians accountable hold people accountable don't trust the press personally i think they're as they're as bad as the politicians they normally criticize or the big figures they probably try to criticize i try recently on the floor and then the medic comes in and then when he finally finally this was some minutes the whole of the half it was around 30 40 minutes if i'm not mistaken or 40 something minutes. they're going to time. and then you know the game had to be called off and you cancelled and everybody was on his stop still you know, every, sorry not everything like the whole world was the whole football world was on stop still and I'll say even the whole world probably because it was really it was something that we never because you know the last time back in 2000 or 99 Mark Vivienfo at um, the Confederations Cup you know Cameroon Vivienfo fell on the pitch very similar situation and you know to be honest with you I, I to be honest I you know, as much as I want to criticize UEFA for how everything was handled or everything has been handled, I would say it's kudos to the referee too. You know, the referee did really well when he noticed it, he stopped the game immediately. And I don't know whether whether it was another whether it's an order from UEFA or something, if it's in the rules, I don't know. If it's of his own if it's of his own discretion, it was a really really good move from him. And he's an, he's an English referee. You guys know my. If you listen to my episodes before, you always know my opinions on English Referee I think they are the worst of the worst. But for that singular act, Anthony Taylor, even if he makes very awful decisions next season, <laughs> I will probably let him off the hook because of that. You know. And but it was so amazing to see um, humanity take um, the humanity. Our well, humanity shine through because that game was a Scandinavian derby. Finland versus Denmark. is a Scandinavian derby. So it's not really a, and you would you could feel it and Denmark were at home, you could feel it as a derby because whenever the Finnish players touched the ball, the Danish fans were booing. So it wasn't it wasn't a joke, like the tackles and everything. It was a real a derby. Maybe it wasn't very interesting, you know, obviously at certain points, but it was you could see that it was a derby. Then they go out. Now the game con then were told and personally I thought they should have cancelled that game and probably moving on to the next because the teammates I don't think they would have been, they would have the mental strength to keep playing on. And then we the next thing we hear you know they say they are coming back to play that the players have come back to i'm like why are they me but my first instinct was why are they coming to play then the next they shared a tweet that ericsson was the one who told them to go out and play then that that was probably the, the, the what they kept sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing now personally i have i always had i had a bit of suspicion about that yes Eriksson may have told them to play but let's be real if you look at the options that they were, they were available for denmark it was this either they play Immediately, that day, or they play by twelve noon the next day, or they forfeit the game, which is three options. That was it. That was pr- that. You could probably classify that as a threat. Now people would say, okay, that's not a threat. Yeah. Okay. If someone if you, if a burglar stops you on the street and tells you, your your neck or your wallet, isn't that a threat? You know, if you have an option. Yes, you give him your wallet, right? Or you, or your, or he slices your neck with a knife, right? So. So you know when when you when you think about all these things, you think about how the the it just just puts my point that this whole thing is about money for these guys. These guys do not really care. There's no morality, and that's why when the when I saw the whole one of the reasons why I wanted the ESL to happen, even though morally morally you know people would argue that ESL wasn't really good, why I wanted the ESL to happen was because it was a big FU to UEFA. I'm not a fan you know when i see them and their virtual signaling and when they always try to act like the most moral authority they come out to say football is for the fans football is for the fans it's for the fans the fans the opinion their opinion matter than anybody else yeah i can assure you that majority of the fans in that stadium sixteen thousand, if i'm not mistaken because it was um due to COVID, the pitch was the wasn't full majority of those fans they would have wanted that game to continue majority of those the fans would have respected the opinion of the players to not continue that game so saying that football is about is for the fans. Now, then you're turning your back and trying to please your sponsors. Yes, because in their mind, you know, TV rights. People have bought TVs, TV slots. Yeah, because this is all about money for these guys. Um, comp- f- television companies have paid for this particular time on TV, and maybe they move it to the next day. Television companies that they have that have paid for those spots or have bought the TV rights to the, the match. The show must go on, basically the show must go on. So they have to please those sponsors. It's all about money. It's a money spinner for these guys. And that's why I wasn't surprised. And then they made them come out and play. It was Schmeichel who came out and confirmed me. Peter Schmeichel, former Danish Keeper, his son is the goalkeeper of Denmark right now. When you you see this, eh, it makes you understand why many fans just didn't look at UEFA's um, pandering during that ASL stuff as anything special because it was clear they were just fighting for their pockets. They only care about their pockets, and as far as they're concerned, it's their pockets. You know, they only care about the fans when the the issue. They will need the fans to rally behind them for something that will really have hurt their pockets. And 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 then uh, yeah. So I wasn't surprised when Denmark came out and then they played the match and they lost. I wasn't surprised that they lost. Even if they had won, I would have. I wouldn't be surprised. You know that because if they would win, yes, but it doesn't even if they had won, it doesn't mean that this whole thing was right for them to keep playing. You know and, and, and with the whole situation going on yeah, and the, you, these guys literally saw their friend almost die on the pitch you know you know this is not this is not just a new best they literally saw it happen before the war do you think that they were able to kick a ball the rest of the game was really dull you know it was obvious that these guys they were and you know most people don't care about the result anymore. I'm sure the Danish fans didn't care about the result But what was most impo- we are we very happy when find out that Eriksen was okay, he was alive And then um, the worry now will be if he can keep playing football again I, I doubt he'll be able to play football again personally Maybe they will advise him to play because most of the footballers who have survived this thing Or the last one who I know that survived that survived this he he had to retire You know, especially at the high level, it requires a lot, takes a lot from you, your stamina You know, Fabrice Mohamba had to retire and you know, people, a lot of people had, they, they, it's, it's, no, it's no joke, but whatever decision Eriksen takes to support him and we're fully behind him. But I was so happy to see the football world come alive and he posted on his Instagram yesterday in the hospital that he's back, he's recovered. And I scrolled through the comments, a lot of blue ticks, a lot of fans, rival fans, you know he played for sports before. A lot of, I think some ex Arsenal players, you know, but the thing was, a rivalry had no, there was no football rivalry, it wasn't relevant. AC Milan, everybody, you know, it's life. Life is the most important thing in this. It's football is just a game. You have to be alive to to play football, but rivalries don't matter. Rivalries do not matter here, and thank goodness, thank God that he was, thank God that he's alive and he's able to pull through the whole ordeal. and, you know, goals were scored later and people... Pay tribute to him. Romelu Lukaku scored two goals later than ninth. Then, because Belgium played against Russia and they beat Russia three 0 Lukaku scored two goals and he paid tribute to Harrison. Obviously, they are both teammates at Inter Milan. Um, on the same thing on Sunday, Austria and Macedonia the strikers they scored they scored and they gave tribute. It was just cool, and I'm really I'm so excited. I'm happy that Harrison is back. I'm happy that he's back. Um, I just just pray that he gets better, and he. You know, and but then again, you know that's that's all we can we can we can say. Then on was it on Monday on Tuesday, the Czech Republic, and I know I know you're waiting for that. I know most of you must have seen that video already. the wonder goal from Chic Patrick Chic, yeah Patrick Chic, yeah Patrick Chic. I know want really to keep missing Peter Chic because there's, there's an American um, um, lawmaker whose name is Peter Shift. So and this guy is Patrick Chic. I keep miss you. Know, their first name, their initials is obviously PSPS, right? And the surname is sort of pronounced similarly. So most of the time I I interchange their first name. But it's Patrick Chic. I know Patrick chic Play at Leipzig, played at Roma. Um so I know him. He's not really a prolific striker though. But 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 he scored a wonder goal. He scored two fantasy goals against um Scotland. I'm a bit upset that Scotland <laughs> because in my my fantasy league, my fantasy team, I put Che Adams and John McGinn in my fantasy team. Unfortunately, Magin played okay, but I I, I would I just then chair Adam's didn't score But in my opinion, eh, I would say this, this is what I would say. I think if you, if you look at the team that played on that day I think Scotland were a bit unlucky. I watched the game. They were very unlucky and they were just beaten by two sheer quality goals The second one 49.7 meters. This is literally the halfway line close to the halfway line and the marshall was just the way uh, the marshall the way marshall entered the net was so funny i'm very sure he was trying to retreat right then he kept running and running running around. i mean if i was me i will not buy i'm not gonna catch it and then he just fell into the net like it was just so comical he's it's not a meme for the internet i i don't i don't i don't know, i don't know <laughs> but i enjoyed i enjoyed that goal but now the, the, the thing about tournaments tournaments like this the euros is probably the, one of the best prs ever one of the best pr because you know it can market certain players who are normally average who are not really very good but they tend to be very good look very good but with a good pr just you just need one moment at the euros to shine then you have your journalist your, your agent will just do the right job for you and market you if they market that goal enough you probably get a move and so or something you want to see an example um Hal Robson kanu scored a goal against Belgium in the 2016 Euros. I think it was a quarter finals. No, or semi was it quarter? Is it quarterfinals? Belgium against Wales, the quarterfinals. He did a Cruyff turn and then he scored. I think he did like two moves and then he scored. A wonder goal at the Euros. Now that was probably something in his moment in the moment, his instincts, and he just did that and scored. Trust me, everybody just forgot that Harlow Robson Kanu is a, is a bang average striker who isn't really a very good. Everybody just forgot that he's a bang That goal kept playing because people were talking about. I think he had no club at, the, at that time. He didn't have a club. He, was, he had no club. He just got released that real summer. So people were like playing in their heads. Oh, in Robson Kanu. You know, Robson Kanu. I said, You guys realize this guy is an average striker? People were talking about. I get, I get, we checked his goal record. He wasn't really good. I'm like, How is Keke in this guy getting this PR? And then he got a move to West Brom. You know, this is what the Euro can do for you. Should we go back? Ashavin, the Russian team of Euro 2008, where most of their players got, got picked up out and then they were moved to the club. their clubs. I know pa- Roman Pavuchenko, I'm a sports fan, so I know Pavuchenko firsthand. Obviously, every every Pavuchenko goal I remember, he's got 40 something goals in 100 appearances for sports. Now, whenever I look, up, look at Khabibshenko, I think of most of his goals. His goals, were, the goals that I thought about Khabibshenko were were these, they were blasts, they were shots. You know, he was his volleys, but that was Khabibshenko, right? But he used to miss a, miss a lot of goals. Now, that was him Pavichenko. Now, that whole Russian team, Ashavin scored four. All these guys, they have moments, right? But in the long run, most of them were not really as good as the Euros marketed them to be. We'll talk about Konoplyanka with the Ukraine, Denis Cheryshev in Euro 2016, where the whole of Real Madrid, Real Madrid fans were even acting as if, you know, because Cheryshev was at Villa Real at the time and Madrid fans didn't really, so Denis Cheryshev in 2016 played really well or is it 2018 World Cup, or 2018 World Cup rather, this tournament, sorry. and then Cheryshev played really well at that tournament, he was fantastic. And Madrid fans were crying acting like they've lost the one against guys and over the years it showed you know the quality of these guys was showing the long run i'm not trying to dig in dig, but we're seeing the same trend here although oh, Milan Baros in, in 2008 See, Milan Baros 2004 Milan Baros with the Czech Republic we're seeing with Patrick Schick right now Patrick Schick hasn't isn't really isn't really a great striker though but yeah they were good goals i'm not trying to demarket him or anything but let's remember that Patrick Schick is not french push cash he's not <laughs> let's not pretend like he's French push cash okay he isn't patrick chic because i remember him played for leipzig last season sports played against um, leipzig last season champions league 2019 1920 season champions league um around 16 sports played with leipzig at the time and then he played he was just missing and it was average he was really average he was a really average striker went to roma to the same result so yes, he's gonna get probably gonna get a big move after these Euros, and then you know, people are gonna get upset that he's not performing well. like. They should be surprised when we literally most literally saw it and told you guys that he isn't as you guys think he is. But that that's what you get when you when you have people who don't, who who not they hear what Coconut head! Yeah, well, it's always I wish him the best though. I hope he's able to turn. I hope he proved me wrong, right? Because most of the time I get so most of the time I get proved wrong once in a while because I'm human. You know we'll see. Moving on. Then yesterday was quite interesting. Um oh sorry. I forgot one more point. In the Czech Republic game versus Slovakia game, Patrick She could have had a hat trick. He scored two goals, yes. But he was missing other chances. I don't know if everybody was looking for another word here or something, but he could have had a hat trick with a bit more calmness and all that, but could have had a hat trick. This is what I want to say about it. My last word on on that. But Scotland, another day, they will be unlucky. They had one one lob or something, and then the keeper saved it. You know, they will be unlucky. I think another day Scotland could have. And Scotland are playing England on Friday. It's going to be an interesting game. And England beat Croatia, you know, the weekend, and with Kevin Phillips, you know, being the man of the match and taking all the plaudits. Now, this is my issue with the English media. English media, they never learn, and then decide tearing Hurricane apart the next day on the media. <sighs> to be fair with you. You know, let, let's talk about let me talk about Kevin Phillips first. Kevin Phillips is a really good player. He's a really good player with leads and all that. But now we're seeing stuff like um, the English Perlo. which is ridiculous. The English Perlo, the English um, they said they said he he has the vision of Pello. Uh, in fact, I think of that. You know that Milan midfield Gattuso, they put Gattuso Perlo, and Kaká together, and then they try to say that, that is um Calvin phillips all in one I'm like oh jeez these guys have started again they are started again with this hype with this hype train remember the hype train with Dele Ali at the time remember Dele Ali's hype train they had there was a hype train with Dele Ali and this is Dele Ali right now he's not really the same guy when will these guys learn they will never learn until they, they build up their players to put them apart. Now Kevin Phillips is good yes I know he's good. I've watched Leeds. I've seen Leeds. even in the previous season when Leeds came up from the championship he's good so this hype train, you're, you're setting up a bar for these guys to meet up with, right? You're setting up to meet up with. For example, I was watching telecom Valley. I, I think it's a startup, a startup when they want to give you as a startup company, where you sign up, you, you start up. You have a startup, you have an invention, an, an app you want, and then you have them um, VCs who come in to want to invest, and then these these guys coming, then they they want to give you money to, you know, to 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 start to, to support you and then you ask for a certain amount of money and then you get a certain amount of money obviously the first amount of money is what could determine your valuation in the market so they could give you x maybe 10 million dollars or 20 million dollars so they could give you so it's most of the time it's probably safer to go with the lower one so that you can so that whenever you, once you hit the lower one you can easily shoot up from there unlike when, when you choose the higher one and you can never meet that target that could probably be your um your bar for forever if you don't hit that target the first time as va- in terms of valuation, it could probably be your bar. So, this is quite similar in football. It's certainly a really bar- high bar for Kevin Phillips. You know, the Perlo conversation, which is ridiculous. Really ridiculous. But then again, they go Andrea Perlo and all- I'm like, oh, God, these guys never really learn, do they? They never learn. They don't want to learn. And now everybody's talking about Kevin Phillips, Now, now the hype around Kevin Phillips is so high now. We're expecting him to go into the Scotland game really high. This is the problem. If he drops in performance a bit, in trouble now let's talk about hurricane let's go call hurricane i put him on my fpl on my, sorry i keep in fpl fantasy team and he played played really he played really poorly against croatia imagine my shock hurricane is playing poorly against croatia imagine my shock now they're complaining that he's dropping deep that he's doing that too much and english fans are attacking him and criticizing him for it are you crazy this guy just became he did one thing that only three players have ever done in Premier League history. There are three, only three of them have ever done it. In Premier League's 30, 29-year history, it should be 30 years. Premier League was 1992, right? So it could be 30-year history by the time the next season begins. Only three players have ever done this. this is an average of one every 10 years. This is something you see once in 10 years. Three players have ever, ever done it. And he's one of the three. And you guys have the audacity to complain that he's dropping deep. This is what won him the golden boat and made him the top assister. For goodness sake, the debate is not even is there's no debate. You should keep doing It's up to you to create it to have players who are intelligent enough to get into positions to run. And besides the goal even the goal was even part by him because he drew the center back away and allowed Sterling to get in and score. And even Sterling was trying his best to even miss the goal. <laughs> Before the team, eh. See, before England, the, the problem with England is this: thing. Eh? They have an awful manager. i I know, I've already said about They have an awful manager who's gonna always pick team. You know, England have this crazy obsession with pace and power over the years. This player to have a pacey winger here. Me, I I'm a, as a football fan, I don't care about pace if you're a PC player you have to be clinical, you have to be really fast but, but it's very hard to see a PC player that is intelligent it's very hard Mbappe, Mbappe is, is probably Mbappe is an exception or something but over the years i've seen a lot of PC players that are not intelligent most of the time eh, this, this is my theory about PC footballers they when they were young they were growing in the academy their pace got them out of trouble a lot so let's say they have one-on-one for example they have a one-on-one situation they play the ball over the top and they run They beat the defender they run and get a one-on-one chance and then to calm down and finish they blast it right if you've watched the flash the movie this is the series the flash um i think in the flash when he runs um he generates a lot of energy when he runs obviously it's a, i know it's serious i'm trying to explain what i'm trying i'm trying to explain my theory here so obviously it's in the movie and then you know where he runs he has some electric charges in his body and some part of his body is able to generate power with it. and even if you, you know if you if you throw a punch with pace it's gonna it's gonna have as much if, more effect than if you throw a punch without pace right so which is similar there so they are striking the ball without pace in their leg they're striking the ball the ball is always is most likely going to go for think about the players that are pacey sterling his, his famous miss against leon in champions league just um, Townsend. That time when he just broke, broke through. When he would just do his dribble, dribble and then shoot, he, he would just you know blast the ball over. Over the years, even walk out at some point, you know, all all these pacey footballers. That is normally their theory. to so calm down. Even Rashford has that problem sometimes. too. Rashford has that problem too. So to calm down, if you observe footballers, so pacey footballers, whenever they keep missing those kind of chances, they believe they will get it again because and they will most likely get it again because they're very fast and then they can generate a lot of energy every time because they they're always they're always gonna get those positions. They will probably score one out of ten chances. And then the problem is that their coaches will let them get away with it. And then they will progress, 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 progress. And when they finally break into the first team, they are hot. The first game ever, ball over the top. Ooh. Maybe they score the first one and they get on that chance, they get chances. Maybe they are lucky on that day, they score two on that day. The media hype starts, the hype prince everybody all about the hype train. Is it the next guy? Is it the next this? Is it the next this guy? Is it the next you know think of the next guy. Yeah, is it the next Laurie Cunningham? and Most of you might not know Laurie Cunningham, but Google him. He's a really top player, a really, really top footballer who was a victim of his time. Um, probably at the time when black footballers were really, really, really racially abused. Laurie Cunningham was a top, 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 top player. goal him. He played for Real Madrid also. Google Lim, Where's Roman Legend? If you listen to this podcast, so like, holy, is it the next guy? Is it the next? Beat? Is it the next John Barnes? And then the player tails off, and then you know, have, but this is my theory with those, like I said, but the footballers who tend not to have pace, they understand that they will not get those chances a lot so they work on their technique very, very well, they take their time and work on their technique they work really, really hard because in their head, they are thinking, if I get this chance, I may not get it again, that's why if you observe, most of the footballers who end up really, more I'm not saying all but most of the footballers who are very, very very, the foo- a lot of slow footballers they, they tend to be really good finishers Zagi, Cavani Hurricane you think footballers who are not very fast; these are players that are not traditionally very fast. They are not PC. They will not leave you for dead. They yeah, can run, but they are not very. They can leave you for dead when they run, but they are very, very good finishers because they've accepted this is my limitation. They are going to work hard on other ways to get ahead of the players, and they tend to be more intelligent. The way they think, the way they, they play football, they tend to be more smart. They tend to be very smart. They probably think ahead of the next person because if you are not fast physically, you have to be fast in your head. You have to think really fast. You have to calculate. You have to be so this is a trait of of that lot of fast footballers. So. Jaagulic is fast, yes, but not as fast as you know Rashford or Sterling fast or um, Mbappe fast or Alfonso Davies fast or Kyle Walker fast So when I, I looked at like, when most people who were mentioning their teams, they said they're gonna mention their 11 and I think Mourinho said he's gonna put Henderson as a goalkeeper, Kyle Walker a right-back, a centre-back pairing of Stones and Tyron Mings, left-back um, Chilwell um, midfield of um, Declan Rice and um, this other guy, is it Kevin Phillips, I think Kevin Phillips, Phillips then a, a trio of Jack Grealish on the left, Mason Mount as a number 10 and on the right he's gonna put um, this guy on the right, Foden on the right and then Kane up top uh, personally my only other put Sancho on the right, Sancho is a really intelligent footballer for somebody that was really fast intelligent. I, and, and From a a player that's really fast, he's somebody who can, who has the ability to sit down and think in the moment, think his decisions rather than just running and blasting it. This is my issue with players like Sterling, Warcourt, even Darius Vassell at certain points. Um, a a lot of guys, Lennon, Wright, Phillips. I'm not saying they're always blasting, but uh, Townsend. You're seeing a pattern here. They are very fast, they get to a certain age, you are going to lose pace, maybe because of injury, if you have hamstring injury, which is very common among pacey footballers, hamstring injuries, they lose pace as they get older, you lose pace, maybe if you have injuries, you are afraid to have that boss, you probably lose some things, you know, while you, while you keep playing. So all these things we see from these footballers, it's enough for us to understand why. You know, a lot of players need to work on their technique, which they fail to do. And even if you see that, so remember some, and because they like the hype, they have to come so lazy to work on those things they should be working on before they get found out. And that's the problem. Because sometimes, if you have a certain way of playing and you're able to stop them, you can't, they can't do anything else because they didn't work on other aspects of their game. So this was a team I went through where I would haven't gone for. I'd probably put Sancho on the right right wing instead. I watched in England. They were playing obviously rubbish. They were playing very, very awful. And people were easily digging out Kane. And then there's a coach I follow on Twitter. He kept talking about how Kevin Phillips isn't playing ball forward. People were attacking him. And then Kevin Phillips Phillips plays the ball forward, and England score. He was like, yeah, he's proven right. And also you know, Twitter. Twitter has few people who just have agendas. If you just probably ignore them. You'll be very, you'll be fine. I look, I look at the whole the whole situation. I personally think that it's a joke english fans are actually digging out kane and the media they're not even helping that matter the next day they said oh is kane the problem of england or the solution or the key they know what they are doing we know it's clickbait and all that but this is exactly why england the only thing they've had since 1966 at an international level is two certificates fourth place certificate 1990 world cup and 2018 world cup just certificates they always dig out their best player most countries would worship the feet of their best player I'm not saying that you're beyond escape criticism or anything, or anything but for you to put an article like that and even fans are debating the the, the fact that even fathoming the thoughts of taking away your best striker they, it should not even cross your mind you're taking him off for who? Carvel Lewin? Only Watkins? So one guy was even saying he wants to play Rashford there instead are you kidding me you'll take away your best striker this is somebody who has done it for the past seven years consistently even with injuries consistently in his one of his most even in one of his in arguably his best season i say arguably because i don't think it is his best season i think 17-18 is his best season where he's the year when he outscored messi and ronaldo there was a year when he outscored messi and ronaldo i think that's his best season personally you're looking at a, a this is a player and you have the dad i mean you should never you should be thinking of players that you should play to compliment you not even who, who should play with him that's what you should be talking about the Polish media, they may dig, it, dig into Lewandowski once in a while, but they don't dig into him as the media. They spend the whole season talking, uh, talking about selling him. They try to answer all season, every day was talking about him. Is he finished? Even the season when he broke out, the next season when he, he was trying, they say, Is he finished? Is see, one season wonder. Then when he scores, they come back again. Then even he, if, if, he, if he scores this season, the first two seasons, the top season, right? They kept writing articles about him every time. We're going to talk about um, this is what they did to Rooney, this is what they did to Beckham. I'm so happy that Sancho isn't playing in England. I'm so happy that I would like if I'm if I'm Jadon Sancho, I won't come to Liverpool Manchester. I will stay in my Dortmund, try and get a move to Bayern Munich or stay in Dortmund for as long as I can. I won't even bother myself trying to go to England. Because it's pointless. If you come back, the media, they are all all of them are just it just it's just like for me, I see the journalists as people who never got picked, chosen when they were younger. Playing so they made up a career of writing and digging out people who are successful in whatever thing they're doing. That's why they hate Mourinho, they hate um, Kane, they will probably hate Sancho too, Sterling, people who end up becoming successful in what probably they would have won. I'm I'm sorry, but this is the only the only logical option here because like at some point we have to ask some logical questions here. This is not the first time, and this is the only last time. If Kane goes and plays against Scotland and scores two or three goals against Scotland, the conversation the debates will stop, right? But right now it's not it's not stopping, it hasn't stopped anytime soon. You know, in their heads they are thinking, you know, Kane is this bang average striker no 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 sorry no, not that like they are thinking yeah he's the great he's the best can, but let's have agendas against him so even even at the time when even they didn't to sterling too, because the time when sterling was the top the hottest kid on the block and sterling was the target you know they tag england always target their best players and that's why for me i don't feel sorry for them whenever i get whether they get knocked out of any tournament i don't because they deserve what, what is coming to them and even their fans they just can't separate rivalry from they can not separate rivalry from national team level the good of the river who's an arsenal fan is going there to hate sports players who's a who's a sports fan is going to to hate arsenal players who's a Manchester United fan is going to to hate liverpool players who's a liverpool fan is going to hate man city players who's a man city fan is hating liverpool and man city players and man united players which is dumb I'm like isn't the national team level you know even the united fans will go there and hate on Leeds players Leeds, Leeds fans will hate manly because it's saying you're right the national isn't the national level? And, and, and probably they don't care i probably don't they don't really care personally i don't and that's why when they inevitably get knocked out i will be i will be i'll be, be eating gucci trust me i'll be eating gucci bro <laughs> i'll be eating gucci because now they're beating these guys and everybody's all well and good and they're all smiling i can't do you know that they even hunted haunt since 2018 world cup you see verified accounts with hundreds thousands of followers still they are even getting in on the action of digging in on guy. Ninety eight two thousand eighteen. King is a striker. He's always gonna go for goal. They said he should have passed to Sterling. He played. They found out that King himself was offside. Yes, they said he should have. Should have. It will, then it wouldn't have mattered. It's like somebody missing an open net and the final team was offside. It doesn't matter because even if he has scored, it does still really have offside. So there's no point sleeping on that. But every time they keep posting pictures, if he had passed it to Sterling. It is ridiculous. for For how many years? It makes you wonder how these guys can how these guys will move on from relationships. It makes you wonder. But well, that's what we're about England. But they're going to get Scotland on Saturday, on Friday. We'll see if they, what they can do. Then Portugal played yesterday. You know, this joke, I people, people my joke, I make from my friends. I always like say, you know, I probably have a Portuguese grandparents or something. <laughs> I keep making, I make that joke. It's just a joke. And then I'm, obviously, as I'm promoting Portugal for this tournament. I said I am, but I don't know if I'm strongly doing that anymore. Cause I saw France yesterday. I was like, hmm, I like these guys. <laughs> no, but like, France. Fran- Fran- I still, I still sort of have a source for Portugal because I really like Portuguese team. But like, it's how they set up. But I don't really care. It's just I'm not resigning from there. I don't know, man. I'm obviously staying with Portugal, but I like, I like the look of France. Portugal, my f- my favorite going to this tournament. I probably want to want to support Portugal. But looking at the way the tournament is unfolding, I like the look of France. And then, um, I don't really, I don't really, whatever happens, happens. But yesterday, Portugal really surprised me. Because the game was really dull, like, for a long time. Portugal, were re- they were not really very good. They were not convincing. The game went on, went on, went on. And then, in the last 12 minutes, they just scored three goals. Bang, bang, bang. Ronaldo scores two at the last minute. Now, what I wanted, I wanted Portugal to keep a clean sheet, which they did. Patricio was, was, was he considered a goal. Yes, wait for it. Not a surprise. He was beaten at his near post. And most Wolves fans on Twitter confirmed that Patricio gets beaten at his near post. And we checked it. It's true. In games against Brighton, I think against West Ham, against Villa. Beaten at, I even watched the Villa game in the free kick. It was a free kick. Dan, Jake, Danny Murphy played a free kick. Is it Jammer or Jake Murphy? Or something. It's Murphy. Played a free kick at his near post. Got beaten at his near post. That was a dime minute goal. So it was like a trend where he got beaten at his near post. Although Ronaldo was offside. I want the to the clean sheet, but I didn't want Ronaldo to score. Because my friends had Ronaldo in their FPL, in the oh, I keep calling it FPL, their fantasy league. They had Ronaldo in their F in a fantasy league, and I didn't want that to happen. And um, fortunately it happened. <laughs> it happened. Ronaldo scored two goals, <laughs> and now my friends they fast me. I was top of the league at some point, but now they fast me. We have to recover. Hopefully, some players do some bit for me tonight, and then we'll see we'll see how how it goes. But. I can't lie I was really impressed with um, Portugal how they recovered and then they scored three goals in the last few minutes and then France scores France they score um, France they beat Germany 1-0 I guess I talked about the France game earlier but I just want to touch on it a bit more Benzema was back Benzema kept missing goals you know but this is not you know Benzema missed goals and then what I saw yesterday between France and Portugal and Germany I saw a bit of I like the look of France. You know, they're just they're just, just just so efficient. You're like, you just see France. I see France. I see efficiency. Like the way they played. Everybody is fast. Not everybody is fast, but like I saw them running. They chased down any German player with the ball, and they were very strong, very very tactical, and very smart. Pogba, obviously, man of the match. Fantastic, fantastic um, pre-assists for the for the goal. I. I don't think I don't think anybody can stop France. i I, I don't know. I, I they're playing against Portugal. I'll see how that game unfolds though, but I don't know if anybody can stop France. The, the, the I the way I saw them yesterday, I don't know, it could happen though, because that's how people saw that Liverpool were very unstoppable last season and then new season ends and Manchester City wins the league. Or even Manchester City are certain points of the season. But looking at Liverpool, right look sorry. Looking at France now, it's gonna be hard. Mbappe was still fantastic. He was really good. And now he has Benzema as his partner up front. Because France sort of tweaked their formation. And they still kept that same core. But, you know, they were still able to keep. Okay, like the France team that won the 2018 World Cup. The 11 that won it. And the 11 that won. Obviously, there's a bit of dif- there's a difference. But you can see that they've kept the majority of the core. So the, the goalkeeper was, is still Loris. The left back is still Hernandez. The one of the centre backs is still Varan the right-back is still Pava the midfield is still Kante Kante, um, Pogba and um, then and there's a third midfield it was Toliso totally or Matuidi in the last one but this one is different but then the front three sorry this one was this one will never review. but you know in the front three it's still there's still Pogba there's still Griezmann and um, Mbappe so that core is still there the only additions that are different the only players that are different from that 11 is um, Kimpembe personal Kimpembe Adrian Rabiot and Benzema. Only three players are the three players, three new additions, but the core is still there. So it's probably not a surprise that these guys were still able to maintain their levels and still play at that level. That's why, you know, prior to the tournament, I was I wasn't really convinced about France. But when I found out that they called up Benzema, my mind changed a bit more because Benzema was going to offer something different. And he did offer something different yesterday. Although he didn't score, he scored really for offside. but the way him and Mbappe were so in sync he, he was able to drop to the wings drop to the wings and come inside. And then people complain that nobody's in the center it's fine that they have an option between Benzema and Giroud they maybe wouldn't have that option so they could probably bring on Giroud play the ball in the air and all that but Benzema and Mbappe were really really fantastic then Griezmann also France are not to play with and they won 1-0 they could have won 3-0 at some point Germany threatened at the end but they couldn't really do much now let's go for the main controversy of the day Yesterday, it's just one controversy to the other. Ronaldo, after the game, the man of the match game, Ronaldo takes down the Coca Cola bottles and puts water there instead. Um, um, Pogba takes down the Henneken bottle and drops it. I'm gonna approach this, I'm gonna approach this conversation in a very, very, I'm gonna approach this, okay? Pogba's own. There is what now fans are defending Pogba. They said Pogba is a Muslim. And he should, um, people should respect his belief. You know the honey King, but and all that. Now let's ask some questions. Pogba is a Muslim. Fine, I know Muslims don't drink alcohol. I know that. And whether I to say, but whether you know a Muslim drink alcohol is irrelevant. Hey, we know Muslims don't drink alcohol. We get that. I'm not a Muslim personally. I don't drink alcohol, but I'm not a Muslim. So, you know, but then again, that's not relevant. That's not relevant to the conversation. Now, we know that Muslims don't drink alcohol. Pogba is not being told to drink alcohol, right? And they said he doesn't want to promote it. Yes, but he's playing for UEFA, a UEFA sponsor a UEFA competition sponsored by Heineken. So him taking down the bottle makes no sense because behind him there's there's um, lots of plaques lots of um, logos of Heineken behind him. Heineken behind him. Even 2018 World Cup was hosted by Budweiser so he was part of that 2018 world cup team right and at the end of the match he won man of the match Budweiser gave you like um something he was just reaching Budweiser and Hennekin too the same thing Hennekin with this one the same thing so he won man of the match and he held the the um, trophy as man of the match winning man of the match Henneken is sponsored so how on earth would you take their money in match bonuses you take their money in wage from the wage the sponsorship pay and the, from the sponsorship money you get paid wages and you know TV rights and all that thing. You take their money, but you don't. Want, you're not sponsoring them. If you don't want to, as a Muslim, you tell the your federation that you are a Muslim. You don't want to do this. Your federation would t- bring somebody else who will probably the majority totally tells and your federation will support you, protect you, and just say, okay, these are these says He doesn't want to do this. But media do this as a sort of compulsory. I'm like at the end of the day, it's you should. These are things that you know about before you go in. For me, I look at this whole thing as virtue signaling. I don't really think it makes any sense for them to even trying it's virtual signal in my opinion it's just pro machine like this is this is just pogba you know in what we see it and pogba does a lot of weird stuff when he goes to the national team he does a lot of weird stuff when he goes to the national team. it's just media it's just pr routine like i said pogba wanting to look good to certain certain groups you could take this however you want to look at it you could look however you want to look at it but in my opinion i don't think the whole thing this just reminds me of it a lot in nigeria where in the, North, in the northern nigeria northern nigeria is predominantly muslim predominantly majority muslim yes yeah, they are christians there but in northern nigeria the hizba police normally destroys destroy businesses who sell alcohol so they could go occasionally and destroy them and you call them for about that but these companies like gouda star um all these beers in you know, beer beer in nigeria these brewery companies breweries they pay tax right so there's revenue generated from tax these northern states who openly you know are against alcohol consumption they go and take, take partake of this tax these taxes that are been paid these revenue generated from the taxes they go ahead they go to partake of it so how does it this is very similar so you don't like the drink but you like the money that comes from it make make it make sense you know make it make sense just it doesn't make any sense to me but, you know, the fans are defending, da-da-da-da, but this is my opinion. You become a footballer, you should respect all these things and know that. Then, the, the, here comes the sick analogies and the strawman arguments. Oh, what if it's a condom, this, da-da-da. You're not using it. Just do your thing. And somebody asked me if it was something that was rejecting, I said, if it's not something that smells bad, then I'm not, I don't, if it's not there, ignore it, pretend it's not there. And you leave there. Because behind him, there are logos of Hennekin behind him. So, what exactly? Is, is he trying to prove that the Ronaldo one, Ronaldo one was even as, as weird and as stupid as the Pogba's one because first of all this is not the first time you are you know in the midst of um you, you are a footballer you're a global brand yourself Ronaldo so you should even pre- pretend like you don't you're not seeing it and obviously you see his fans now they are defending him blindly saying oh i'm sorry both of them are wrong i like Ronaldo i like Pogba i appreciate their talents i'm a fan of theirs and i appreciate Pogba a lot Forget all these things, but you know when they're saying things that we just have to agree that they're wrong It's not really cool to do that. You play for this team. You do this. Pretend that it's not there You don't nobody's forcing you to drink it. You're just there because it's go, it's not going to mess if you take down the bottle You will take their money. You're going to take their season, but you don't want to you, you're not you, You're not trying to play the moral ground and you know a, If those sponsors pull out their money, you will not get the X amount of the amount of money you are paying You are being paid as salaries or as much in match bonuses are you know to finance your lifestyle the sponsors are the main thing the reason why football is the global multi-billion dollar industry it is today so you have to really respect your your your, your 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 sponsors and they're hurting UEFA but we'll see how this thing unfolds they probably get they probably get warned and told not to do that again because we're hearing that Coca-Cola lost some money within yesterday and today Ronaldo is a global brand Ronaldo says he was trying to support drinking of water, uh, water and not beverage drinks I, I i find it odd because Ronaldo is trying to i, I mean come on man he has drunk i don't know if it was alcohol though but when juventus won seria he was drinking a big bottle of is it champagne or wine i don't know what drink that was but he was drinking a very big bottle obviously that's not water so Ronaldo, you have to tell me what you're drinking there <laughs> but i feel like it was wrong but then again he's gonna have people who would defend them who are not going to think with their brains. Who just probably have the fans. Because you have to stand from a point of logic to approach the situation. And this is why I don't stand any player. I don't stand anybody. When they do wrong, you just have to say this is wrong. And then you do not... Yes, I know. I don't have I don't have money. Yes, I don't have as much money as they do. I'm a young guy. I don't have money. We know. But it doesn't invalidate my point. That they are actually wrong in this instance. It's just common sense. Pretend like the drink is not there. Do your press conference and leave that place. It's simple. Probably what the... They probably told UEFA, you, you know, we need our bottles on the table when your players are at the table. Which is what they should have done. This is what they probably agreed on. And then them doing that is just not... It's just hurtful. We'll see. But thanks. Um, Yeah. So we we'll look forward to some games today. The Euros match day 2. Match day 1 is over. Look forward to match day 2. Then we'll say more... More. We, we, we look forward to more games. I look forward to more, I look forward to more games personally. Because I've been really enjoying this Euros so far. The goals... They've been really wonder goals. Was a, I even forget was a, the goal between uh, Netherlands and Ukraine. That was like probably the game of the tournament. could play um Yamalenko's curler and then Dumfries stealing the goal at the The goal at the depth, at the depth, which is and then they were two 0 up and then they could not see out the game. It's probably reminiscent of Frank de Boer you know, Premier League. It was called the worst manager in the Premier League for a reason by Mourinho. <laughs> he lost seven games and scored none. Right, you, 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 you. There's no, there was no defensive discipline um, that they could not organize the defense. It was just, it was just chaotic. They played really well. You know, they were going forward and scoring, but you just, you just felt that Ukraine were going to enter the game. If they had not scored that third goal, Ukraine would have scored, scored the third goal. Yeah, but so yeah, I just have to come to an end. To it. So yeah, that's it. I'm looking forward to more games, like I said, FPL um, Fantasy League. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see the winners. Lots of twists will happen as the tournament go on though. The tournament favourites for many people will probably end up not being the winners. It's going to happen. So-called favourites probably get knocked out by smaller teams. But that's the beauty of football. Thanks for listening. Them, I'll see you guys next week.